Welcome to the Thruer Podcast, where we share stories from long-distance hikers all over the world. We also share tips, tricks, and specialized subject matter to help aspiring long-distance hikers prepare for trail. I'm your host, Carol Cheer Coyne. I'm a triple crowner and the founder of a long-distance hiking community called Thruer, which is short for Thru-Hiker. If you'd like to get involved with the Thruer community, you can start at our website at www.thruer.com. That's www.thru-r.com. Before we get into it, we'd like to thank our sponsor and partner for this episode, Sawyer. Sawyer is more than an outdoor company with their Clean Water for All initiative, as well as aiding in disaster relief all over the globe. They also happen to sell amazing products approved by thru-hikers everywhere. And I can attest to their quality using their bug protection, sunscreen, and of course, their Sawyer Squeeze on my Triple Crown journey. You can explore their products, read about their amazing initiatives, and donate to the Sawyer Foundation at their website at www.sawyer.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Thruer Podcast. Today, we are catching up with Calzone on the Pacific Northwest Trail. Calzone was part of our 2023 trail team, and in this episode, she goes over her trek from Mount Baker to Fort Townsend, and she experiences wonderful blueberries, hot springs, her favorite campsite of all time, an abandoned horse camp, awful blowdowns, having to stealth camp, trail magic, and her favorite part about the entire trail. I hope you enjoy Calzone's account of this epic stretch on the Pacific Northwest Trail. Hey guys, this is Calzone coming to you from the PNT, the Pacific Northwest Trail. And I want to give you an update from my stretch from Mount Baker on the west side of the North Cascades all the way to Port Townsend which was where I took the ferry across to the peninsula. So this section was a really interesting one and I was a little bit bummed coming into it because I had skipped the Pisaten Wilderness and I had skipped the end of the North Cascades because there was still a fire closure from the 2021 Whatcom Pass closure. So I was feeling bummed because I loved the North Cascades when I was on the PCT and that's part of why I picked this trail and I just felt kind of sad but I knew that I made the right choice because I didn't want to be hiking in there when there was a ton of smoke and fire close by. I had seen some videos from other hikers who got really close to the fires and it was enough to put the fear of God into me and say, you know what, no, you need to skip that area. So I really, really needed a good stretch of trail. And so I stayed with my friend Will's um, mom and dad in Bellingham and he and his dad ended up taking off the day before me just because his dad had taken off work to hike in the Pasayton with him. And so they got a head start, but I still needed to resupply. I had come straight from the church in Havila and they had picked me up there to drive me around the fire closures. So I resupplied, his mom drove me around and then drove me to the trail the next day. So major shout out to um, Richard and Julie. And I am so thankful for them and them being impromptu trail angels for me on this trip. So I picked up the trail near Mount Baker and it was 
gorgeous. I could not have asked for a better place to start up again, especially after having been sad about missing the North Cascades because I realized, oh, I still get a tiny taste of that here at Mount Baker. And it was just gorgeous, huge mountains, snow-covered glaciers that I could see from the trail, blueberry bushes that were fresh, misty, kind of moody rain. And it just ended up being such a gorgeous stretch of trail that I really felt energized and re-energized and excited to be where I was at. And so that was just a huge morale booster. And that trail there coming down from the ski area was gorgeous. And then you go past this cool spot called Baker Hot Springs and it's this natural pool that's only like a half mile off trail. So I went and soaked in the hot springs. And then the next day I walked all the way, almost all the way around Baker Lake. It's a huge lake and there's some great campsites on it and some really nice trail there. And so I got a great campsite on Baker Lake. And then the next day was probably one of my favorite days ever, my favorite campsites ever, because I hiked up to the Park Butte trailhead and then up to Park Butte on, um, on the PNT that's part of the trail. And uh, the actual lookout isn't quite on trail, but I hiked up a little bit of the junction and you just are straight up right by Mount Baker. You see these massive glaciers and the smoke had cleared enough that I got a great view of, of the mountain. And then to top it off, I was camped by this adorable little family. Um, it was a former PCT through hiker and her husband, their daughter, and um, their daughter's cousin. And so they had two little girls with them and they were taking, um, taking the girls on this backpacking trip. And it was just like such a sweet thing to see. And so I ate dinner with them and then it was crazy. We watched a search and rescue operation unfolding right in front of us. So we were eating our dinner and just watching this helicopter come in and we had heard this guy, this poor guy broke his leg and was having a bad day on the mountain. And so um, thankfully we knew though he was probably going to be okay and saw him get airlifted out. And it was just like really interesting and just such a beautiful view and just one of my favorite days so far on the trail. So the next day um, I headed down past the Mazama Park shelter and got a great view of the twin sisters. And from there that was kind of an interesting day because um, I went over Bell Pass, but then coming down, you can tell that trail is not used much. And that's something that's kind of common on the PNT is like the trail will be good where you can tell people use it and there's a lot of day hikers. But then as soon as you get past that, it's like really crappy. <laughs> and so um, that day we got to this like abandoned horse camp that was kind of creepy. And then past that, the trail just started getting worse and worse. And there were these awful washouts where the whole trail was just like a, covered with a jungle gym of blowdowns and you couldn't even tell exactly where it picked up and then past that it was just like flags like they had just like flagged some of the the trees and you could tell they tried to like grade some of the trail but it just wasn't really even a real trail it was kind of like a suggested trail <laughs> and uh, i'm just like trying to follow the line on far out and trying to stick onto it. But it was like one of those moments that's like, okay, you just gotta have a good attitude and make this an adventure because otherwise you're just gonna be pissed off the whole day at the trail. 
Um, and so, yeah, I made it, made it through that section. Um, I think that was, that was by the Nooksack River and coming down, um, I, yeah, I, I basically got through that section, went through this like really overgrown road section, and then it pops you out onto this logging road. So at this point in the trail, things get a little more interesting because you're starting to get further west in civilization. You're starting to get closer to actual towns like that are that are pretty close to Bellingham. So Lyman and Hamilton and Concrete and um, you're basically you're just getting closer to a lot more towns. And so it's there's not a whole lot of public land. And so this at this point, we were kind of basically on like an easement of logging land and you're not really supposed to camp. Um, and so there were a bunch of signs that were telling me basically where I could where I was like not allowed to camp. Um, but I basically had to stealth camp on the logging road just because like there wasn't really a good spot to get into the next town. Um, like, I guess I could have made it work, but it would have, it just was kind of awkward with the timing. And thankfully nobody was up there, but I, and I found like an abandoned road that was basically at the end of trail. And so like, there was no way somebody could drive up to that part of the road, but it, I don't know, it just felt a little bit weird to me. Um, but I kept going and I made it into the town of Lyman and I took a nice zero there with this couple, Billy and Eddie, they let hikers camp in their yard and they were just so welcoming and, um, Billy is just an incredible human and she sat out and talked with me and, and, um, bought me some beer and, and just was like such a, such a great listening ear and just wanted to hear all about the trail. And so she's just a newer trail angel that's just kicking butt and doing such great things. And so, um, I was really, really blessed to be able to stay with them. And then the next little bit, um, Gosh, there there was more logging road, and then I had a couple. I had like a night or two of camping up on the camping kind of near the logging roads, and that was just kind of a bit of a drag because like there actually were active logging vehicles, and I was having to kind of jump into the ditch at random to avoid these huge um, logging trucks coming by, and just yeah, not not the most ideal way to hike. But I made it down to. Lake Samish pretty soon um, and stayed with another trail angel. So as you can tell, the trail angels really come in clutch in this area of the trail because so much of it is private property and there's not always like great like public places to camp like like campgrounds or state parks. Um, there are some, but it's you just kind of have to really make sure you're timing it right with your miles. And so I stayed with Mary Walker at her house in Lake Samish, and oh my goodness, did she spoil me. She just made delicious food. Um, <laughs> I told her that I, I felt like I was home from college or something because I, I came home and they had a bed made up for me and they were like, oh yeah, get your stuff in the laundry. Let's get a load going. And there's, there's uh, plenty of cereal downstairs. So like they had these giant bags of like cocoa puffs and uh, Captain Crunch and stuff. And so I just felt like I was home from college or something on a break and that they were taking care of me. So Mary Walker and her husband Mark are just incredible. Their whole family is is amazing and they have like this beautiful home and so they're they're just some of some of the coolest humans ever. So 
Moving on from her house the next day, I met up with my friend Unger. I had met him day one in Glacier because he was hiking eastbound and doing his Glacier stretch that way and then picking it up uh, at the next town to go west. And so I had met him before, but I hadn't been able to catch him. And so since I skipped ahead and he's a fast hiker, we finally timed it so we could hike a day together and hiked, um, hiked most of that day and got up to Oyster Dome, this really cool lookout where we were able to get our first view of salt water of the Samish Bay. And that was just a really cool moment and uh, just had a really good time catching up with him and talking and hearing about how his hike's been. And so later, um, as we were coming down the mountain, we met these, these guys, um, um, this couple, Janet and Randy, and they lived really close to the state park where we were hoping to camp that night. And so they were like, hey, if you need showers, like they didn't even know about the trail until we told them. And they were just like, hey, if you need showers or if you want dinner or something like, here's our number, let us know. And and so um, we had this like really nice day of of um, going over Oyster, Oyster Dome and then coming down. And then we kind of walked through some little towns. So we walked through Bow and walked through Edison and I got food at um, the Edison barbecue place and picked up a package and bow and got my new shoes and um, kept on walking. And then um, we get to Bayview State Park that evening. And uh, sure enough, we call up Janet and she's like, yeah, come on over. And so we got to shower and then they fed us dinner and we just had the greatest conversation. And it was it was such a beautiful moment. And so this is like some of the places that I've found connection with people, even though there's less people on the PNT, there's also just like really sweet opportunities to connect with people. And so that's been one of my highlight points for this trail is just the really interesting connections that are organic that you make with folks, because a lot of them don't know this trail exists or they just know very little about it. And so it's been really fun to sort of pave the way for like potentially making future trail angels. And so I don't know who's going to come after me and, and benefit from the fact that Janet and Randy know about this trail now, but it's just such a cool thing to be a part of. So coming, um, coming past Bayview State Park, there's like a really big walking pathway and um, it's only like a, like a 15 mile walk to Anacortes from there. And I really enjoyed that day. It was, I mean, it was pretty chill and it's mostly walking, like walking, like running, jogging paths and um, some road walk, but you get some really cool views of the San Juan Islands and then make it into town. You walk through um, a decently busy part of Anacortes. So there's lots of food options really close to the trail. So I, right around the, the point where I got into town, uh, my friend Nom Nom from way early on in Glacier, he sped up and and uh, was walking right behind me. So we got Thai food together before I went and took another zero day. And so I've been taking zeros left and right on this part of the trail just because I'm trying to delay a little bit because my mom and my sisters are coming at the end to, to uh, meet up with me and they've already booked their flights for October 2nd. And so... I realized I'm like, man, I got to slow down. I got to take more zeros. I got to enjoy this. And so thankfully, like I really had fun with that. And so I'm, I was able to take a zero like at Mary Walker's and, 
and with Billy and Eddie and Lyman and then um, another zero in Anacortes. And so I just was like, man, I got to enjoy this place. And Anacortes is such a cute town. It's one of my favorite trail towns, um, although it's very pricey. So that was the one thing that taking a zero was a bit of a splurge because the hotel was expensive and the food is expensive, but it's amazing. And there's like a cute bookstore and ice cream shop and just it's like a great little place to take a break. So I really enjoyed my zero there. And then uh, for heading down, um, you go through the Anacortes Community Forest. And that day I just walked like 13 miles down the rest of Fidalgo Island. And it's not an actual island, it's a peninsula, but then you get to Whidbey Island at Deception Park, sorry, Deception Pass State Park. And um, lo and behold, I'm taking another zero there. So <laughs> I took a zero at Deception Park. Um, and it was so nice um, just to have like a zero kind of a little bit more off grid. They have hiker biker campsites there. And so um, just had a really nice little secluded spot with a picnic table and it's really cheap. It's like 12 bucks for the hiker biker sites. And so um, yeah, took a, took a rest day, started planning out my Olympic permits, went to the beach and I just was really excited to be on the island, um, heard a ton of Air Force jets flying over because there's an Air Force base really close to there. And uh, yeah, just had a really nice chill time and starting to get really stoked to be getting to the beachy part of this hike. So the next day, um, the interesting part though is the next day was like pretty much all road walk from Deception Pass State Park. There's a little bit of trail around Goose, uh, I think Goose Mountain or Goose Rock or something it's called, but then you're pretty much road walking across Woodby Island. And it, it wasn't my favorite day, but um, yeah, I, I got to pass some gas stations and buy snacks. So I just like try to find something to brighten my day on those like kind of annoying road walk days. And then in the evening, my highlight was I got to Joseph Woodby State Park and the Czech girls came up behind me and they got there and they were also planning on camping there. And so we got to catch up and eat dinner together and watch the sunset and it was gorgeous. And so we just had a beautiful time. We could look to our, our west and see the Olympics ahead of us and just super excited to get to that section. And it was just such a beautiful day. And so... Um, I took a few star photos that night and then I took a really early wake up to hike along the beach there. There's a long beach walk on your last day to the ferry terminal. So I wanted to make sure that the tides were passable. So I downloaded this app called Tide Chart onto my phone to make sure and you have to set your location beach on it but then it shows you kind of in like a waveform what the tides are doing so you can plan your day sort of around um, like when you need to be through certain sections and so most of that beach was passable even at like high-ish tide but there was one or two sections where people were saying hey you want to make sure that it's um, not over four feet or like, yeah, you just want to make sure it's not too high. So I got up really early, probably earlier than I needed to and um, left at like 530 in the morning with my headlamp and was just walking along the beach. And it was just a really cool experience. And I haven't really night hiked much on this trail. And this was like an early morning hike. And I just saw the sun come up and it was pretty gray out that day, but still it was, it was 
like a really cool feeling to just be walking along the coast and at the end of the day I made it to the ferry terminal. I made it actually made it there around three because I started so early and I got on the ferry and I took it across to the peninsula and so that's the one section of this hike where you get to use um, like if you're a purist you still get to use um, machine power to cross the water there and it's like the shortest point across the peninsula I think and so the one thing about that ferry is that you have to make sure that um, it's running because I guess sometimes if it's low tide enough like they'll actually cancel the ferry just because um, they can't get out of the bay it's too shallow so um, yeah so I took the ferry over and made it to Port Townsend and that ferry ride is beautiful and you just get a beautiful view of Port Townsend coming in and I started to have all these memories of when I was a little girl riding the ferry from Bremerton to Seattle because my family lived in Bremerton when I was really little so it was just an awesome moment and I couldn't believe that I was getting towards the end of the hike but yeah I I made it and I was looking forward to some good food in Port Townsend because it's a really cute town so anyways that's uh, where I'll leave you for now it was a really nice section of the hike and I very much enjoyed being able to make it across the peninsula and get a little bit of coastal hiking on this section. And I really, really benefited from so many amazing trail angels in the area. So I am excited to get back to you with the next section of my hike that was across Olympic National Park. And so that'll be the last installment. And so stay tuned for that next update. All right, Calzone out. And that's a wrap for today. I hope you enjoyed Calzone's update and stay tuned for her last installment in her PNT trail team update coming soon. If you are an aspiring or an experienced long distance hiker or a trail angel, I invite you to get involved with our community by starting at our website at www.thrower.com. That's T-H-R-U-R.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter at the bottom of our website to get all of the latest. If you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Threads, and Facebook by using the links in the show notes. It's a great zero-cost way to support us, and please subscribe to us on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts, and you can leave up to a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you have comments or suggestions about topics or guests you'd like to have on this podcast, please email us at info at We'd like to thank our sponsor, Sawyer, for support on this episode. You can check out all of their long-distance hiker-approved products, as well as their amazing conservation initiatives on their website at www.sawyer.com. Thank you so much for listening today, and until next time, happy hiking. Happy hiking.